Welcome, travelers. We're aware that your journey was difficult, but prepare to have your questions answered, for you have been granted an audience with the Masters of Mars. Music, 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 and welcome back to Masters of Modern. I am your host, Alex Kessler, here with my co-co-co-co-host, Ben Bateman. I do like to play Collective Company a lot, so you're probably getting confused there. What's up, guys? I'm here to talk about Magic the Gathering with you. Yeah. Yeah. We have been, the last week of our lives has been absolutely ridiculous. Uh, The fact we're actually back in the same room together in Los Angeles recording an episode, and uh, you guys are probably asking yourselves, why are we hearing this at the end of the week relative to the beginning of the week? And uh, the reason is because Alex and I collectively have been in like, I don't know, like 13 states and watched like 25 movies in the last seven days. So including layovers, I have been in Las Vegas, Atlanta, uh, Charlotte. Yeah, sorry. Georgia. Charlotte. North Carolina? Yes. <laughs> uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Chicago, uh, Cleveland, and Ohio. California. <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> My state. I'm from Ohio. And California. And you have been in. <laughs> I've been in Indiana. I've been in Michigan. I've been in Illinois. I've been in California. I've been in Pennsylvania. I've been in Arizona. I've been in... Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting a full a full trip but uh it's been a long week is what it's been and we were at the gp oh nevada yeah that's another one it's las vegas yeah <laughs> i like am really bad with getting i say the state of los angeles relatively often and i say the country of california regularly often you, you manage despite three corrections to say uh, states not <laughs> city names instead of state names uh anyway you did it too you said <laughs> it's been a long week and the point is alex and i have, have actually there's a lot of magic things that have happened in the course of that week. A lot. And uh, today we have a lot of things to talk about here on the Masters of Modern Podcast. we got a s- preview card. We previewed it er- earlier on Anchor, uh, yeah. which is uh, you do a show called 10 Minutes of Magic. So if you guys go to Ben Bateman's Anchor channel right now, uh, you can find our preview card. Yeah, we do like a first initial breakdowns where we previewed it right the first time. Uh, and when he says the Anchor channel, what that means is you just download the app. It's a free app called Anchor.fm. Uh, it's short form audio content, like two to five minutes at a time, about 10 minutes a station per day. And I'm the featured magic station. It's cool. So I have different content I do every single day. Mondays, it's like news and updates, plus community brew decks. Tuesdays, I run a trivia league that there's new callers calling in all the time. Wednesdays, I talk about one card specifically, like one of the sweetest cards ever each Wednesday. Thursday, I do like a mental magic thing where people can call in and go back and forth and play games of magic over the app so we just decided because alex like guests on there pretty often we would use that to break the card like break the card down we'd post it otherwise and uh that's where it is so you can you can hear us do that right now if you go to our twitter which is at the mmcast there's a link to it and and, and you know we're, we're also going to talk about it today yeah we're going to talk about the card a little <laughs> bit today also but but if you want to like listen to that while we briefly go over all of the other things that you need to go follow if you want to be a true Masters of Modern fan, you should go follow both of us on Twitter. I'm at Kess Wiley. And I'm at Ben Bateman Media. We are at the MMCast on Twitter, as we said before. We also have an Instagram, which is at the MMCast. We have a Facebook. Um, right now, it's a Facebook page. And we've been debating creating more of a group because pages are, are a little bit better for us to kind of give a forward presenting format. But I really want to more create a community. And we'd love to hear your guys' idea on doing more of a Masters of Modern Facebook group that anyone can join and would be a good place to foster discussions versus what it is right now. 
Yeah, the reason that we noticed this is because I do a show called Action Movie Anatomy, which is an action movie podcast, and a couple of fans on that show created a fan page for our show. And now there's like a few hundred people in there, and the interaction's crazy. Somebody posts the thing, and I get notifications all day long, and I think it's because it's a group rather than a page. And it's just more fun when you're part of something to get notifications all the time that there's a new conversation, there's a new thread. When somebody says, what's the tech against Grix's Death Shadow? And you see a post in your notifications, and it's like, Alex Kessler has posted... Because, you know, tweets get lost. And pages, when you have to go seek them out, you don't... There's too much content. We, right. we get inundated right. with content. If you're not reminded to look at something, you just don't look at it. So I think we, we're talking about maybe just rebranding it into a into a group because it might just be better. Yep. Um, I mean, the page will still exist, and that's where we'll be able to, like, advertise from, I guess. Because that's what pages are really for, which is the other annoying thing. Yeah, so, like, we'd probably, in the end, kill one of them because I don't think we want two of those floating yeah, around. Yeah, that's true. But um, And then beyond that, uh, make sure to check out The Command Zone. They are our sister podcast. They also had a sweet spoiler card yesterday. It was this blue sphinx uh, that uh, gives all other sphinxes... Uh, Enter the battlefield. Oh, um, yeah, factor fiction. Factor fiction, which that, is and like Sphinx's cost less, super right? spicy. Yeah, and Sphinx's cost two less. That card's awesome. Yeah, it's really sweet. That card's um, sick. So, uh, and and yeah, so that's uh, that's the collective dot company of all of our things we need to tell you to go follow. Yeah. The last oh, our thing Patreon. Is we have a Patreon. Yeah, I forgot that one. Damn. Yeah. So go check out the Patreon. That is how we do stuff. Um, you know, we are running into 150 episodes of the show, and the equipment that we've been using is definitely in need of some upgrades and to kind yeah. of keep doing this and to do maybe more interesting things. So, like, you know, we're both on the road so often, so we want to maybe invest in some more portable mics that allow us to record uh, in other parts of the country. And to do that, we'll need your guys' help. So please check out the Patreon. There's cool stuff there. Um, Even and we really appreciate like a it. buck or two bucks yeah. a month, you know, less than a cup of coffee a month. It really helps anything. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. Let's get into the episode. Here's the itinerary for the day. We have news and updates with uh, GP recap because we were both at the Grand Prix. We have a spoiler card to discuss. I played my first games of Commander. I think that deserves its own segment on the show. Fair, sure. Uh, and I liked it, and I've been brewing. So, so weird for me to hear you say that. Yeah, I've been brewing in Commander, guys. It's, like, it's, it is, you know, we say Modern is the most friendly brew format, and it is for sure from a 60-card format perspective. Uh, but Commander is, like, actually the best place to brew stuff because you can do anything. Yeah, I'm, like, obsessed with a couple different specific ideas, but the card I've been brewing with the most is Sig River Cutthroat. I'm trying to make a Sig River Cutthroat deck that is going to satisfy all of my needs. And uh, yesterday on Anchor, that was my one card Wednesday, was Sig. Have you talked to Craig about Infect decks? No, but they feel cheesy. Though okay. though if I could like make a non-infect creature have infect... There's an equipment. Of, it's really good. Yeah, no, I know that card's good. It's like insane. Every commander deck should have it, and they don't because it's kind of dirt, but that's good. You grafted Exoskeleton? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but first, I think we should do the preview card. I think that's what everyone is here for. Yeah. I think... Otherwise, they're just going to go online and stop listening to us, and that's kind of what I promised after we did all that. So they probably already did, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> our preview card is a aftermath card, yeah. uh, which means that the first half you can cast from your hand, the second half you cast from your, your graveyard. I would say that Fatal Push is a better card than the card this uh, uh, in reference to previous spoiler cards. Uh, but I would almost I want to say this is our second best preview card, excluding Modern Masters threes. Uh, Path to Exile and Inquisition of Kozilek. That's th- so sick that we got the pair of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like a a, I think of the like new cards. I think because this is better than Avon Mind Sensor. I would say this is better than Avon Mind Sensor. That's like bold words. Um, this card is just a better card. You're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely sweeter than all of those things. And let me let me break it down for you. 
it's it's a one black return target sorcery. creature card with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. It is a take on cards like uh, on cards like Unearth. Um, and I talk about this so named claim named claim. I I talk about this all the time. I mean, literally all the time. But I reference that anything that references. Resurrection based on converted mana cost is a rare effect. They've done more and more and more of these because I think they realize that it's a fun thing for people. It's a fairer way to do because like reanimator is an important part of the game, but just straight up reanimate target creature costed in any way that's efficient is too powerful. Right. Because just then it just becomes bring Grizzlebrand into play. Or and but when you add that converted mana cost rider, A, it's a white effect generally, so it's rare that it's in black now, but B, it allows this card to be like, at best, it can bring back, I guess, Hunted Horror is the biggest thing it can bring. Oh, no, uh, Death Shadow might be the, when you're at the one biggest? life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's a whole list of sweet cards. I mean, the one that obviously I'm talking about a lot is Mirror Superior because I just love that card, and this is just another card that makes it even better. All the reasons that I was playing Profane Command and Superior Burning Coco for so long, I don't want to say this isn't 100% better for what I'm doing, but it's pretty close. I guess the big difference is that when you play... Uh, profane command on two getting back a superior and giving two creatures fear is really good and this isn't going to do that but this is not far because for three mana you'll get a probably similarly powerful effect um but for one mana you get to do what profane command can only do at four mana yes which is way better yeah that's and that's modern (laughs) that's actually modern friendly where profane command is like a pet card of mine as one of so um but so that's claim uh and then the other half which is uh uh fame claim to fame why is it called fame Claim to fame? Because it like, makes it powerful and spicy. Well, no, so two... No, no. Oh, I, like, why is the effect called fame? Claim makes sense, but fame, like, you're, he's famous because he's plus two plus own haste? Well, the, we'll get into the flavor of the card. Okay. <laughs> but let's tell what people what it does. <laughs> it's one red, one colorless. You can cast it from your graveyard because it has aftermath. Target creature gets plus two, plus zero, and gains haste until end of turn. Because uh, you're loud and proud. You're just out there. Uh, it's because all of these are puns. Every, yep. every double card ever is a blank... From blank or blank to blank. All the aftermath cards are blank to blank. So right, right, claim right. to fame, cut two ribbons. Um, where the regular double sided cards are and. So fire and ice. Yes. Um, right. So I think, the, you, I think those are probably actually my two favorites uh, cut to ribbons and claim to fame of all of them. Right? Am I forgetting one that's really good? I think those are the two sweetest. Right now, I mean, we have an entire spoiler coming out. I really like the blue counterspell that also taps lands. That tap land effect is being played in Dredge now, and it's sick. Yeah. Uh, as like a spicy one of. And then I also really like, I don't know where I'm going to play it, but the, the wheel effect in your graveyard. Right. Yeah, that's good. And then, and then there's the other one that's good that people play in standard now is um, uh, Never to Return. That card's good. Sure. And I also love the, the silence, the, the blue bounce yeah. spell silence one. Uh, it is... I think you're alone on that one. <laughs> Nobody uh, else likes that card. Yeah, because I'm the only person to ever class, <laughs> cast the silence half on Ancestral yeah. Visions when two were coming off the, the suspend trigger and coming out and play next turn. So now you're telling me you're never going to let it go. <laughs> uh, I'm going to always keep it in my pile of white-blue sideboard cards. <laughs> if, Grixis, if Grixis Control is a big part of the metagame, it's a completely spicy one of sideboard hey, cards. Fair. Totally fair. Uh, um, all right. So this card, uh, it's insane. I mean, like... Easy places to throw it into. All of the Death sh- Jun Death and Grixis Death Shadow decks can take advantage of it. More yeah, Jun, definitely. Because the problem with Grixis is it plays a lot of Tassiger like cards, the Delve Delve creatures. Yes, and this is not good with those. Nope. But what it's great with is Tarmogoyf. It's great with 
um Death Death Shadow. Shadow itself it's very good um, with, it's very good with Snapcaster Mage it's very good with Snapcaster Mage so you get all of those really good effects with it so between those decks I can see it seeing play I think Classic Jun loves this card yeah. getting Bob's back getting Ooze's back getting Tarmogoyf's back it, like is very good late game if you top deck this you can always just like oh I pump tar I, I, I reanimate and pump Tarmogoyf giving it a haste swing for you know, 11. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I used I to play... 10, 10 is the highest it can go, actually. There was a legacy deck that I played that I made up like a long time ago. Tarmogoyf can never be a 9-10. It's an 8-9 is the highest. Uh, is that true? 8-9 mm -hmm. is the biggest? That was I think a, so. That was a question on 10 Minutes of Magic. Right? Yeah, yeah. The so yeah. so then 10-9 then is the... This can make Tarmogoyf into a, a 10 damage spell yeah. with haste off the, slot, off the top. So this deck I used to play in legacy was uh, centered around like Delvers, uh, Baleful Strixes, and like one other good and snapcasters that's what it was and the idea was obviously unearth was a big part of the yeah. deck that's why yeah, i bring yeah. it up and unearthing a snapcaster mage in a deck like this is just like so sick so because obviously like unearth snapcaster target unearth unearth something else is just great yep and we're getting closer and closer and closer to that deck just being a reality in modern because this is good enough to be that yeah easy um, the only thing that's missing is is Belfastrix, but that's going to get reprinted into modern at some well, point. There's there's other cards you can play for value that aren't Belfastrix. Yeah, I, I used mean, to like oh, suit it up with a Pike or something right. like that. But I like, mean, like what what's sad is that Tarmogoyf. You need to play four colors to play this and Tarmogoyf. Yeah, but something that we were talking about before because you were playing your your currently junk uh, Superior Burning Cocoa list yeah. that you t you played at the GP uh, or at the side events at the GP. Um, you know, you could play just the claim half of this and put like one stomping grounds in your deck to like in the late game get some fames going on so like make the game plan because the claim side of this the return target creature to play with convert max to us is totally a playable card by itself yeah it's very good and the fame side is really just kind of gravy on uh or, or icing or whatever on your cake uh <laughs> gravy on the cake depending if you're in savor or sweet uh <laughs> whatever mood you're in claim the fam's got you covered uh and and you'll just be able to like sometimes just give a thing haste and, and like something we haven't talked about is sometimes you'll just cast this as a pump spell you don't need the haste half you don't need the claim half but it's by giving your two creature damage, two yeah. extra damage wins you the game or makes it so you can get through a creature and they either they can't pro block profitably is like just totally great it's so modal and has so many options yeah um i'm really excited i'm gonna throw it directly in because the other thing i've been working on is i'm playing with my gen list i'm now i have two life alums in the deck yep. and i'm playing some of the cycle lands so this sides in really cleanly into that because i want more stuff that you can just mill into right the, um so that's that's what i'm looking to do with it and i think there's definitely some interesting play with this card this card also the other the other card that this really feels like it plays extremely well with is in some sort of young pyromancer deck because totally this is exactly the kind of effect you want multiple spells off one card and any kind of trigger like that's something i should just mention i'm constantly trying to build decks around anything that like lets me get two triggers off of one card so Things like Gutter Snipe or Young Pyromancer. I was obsessed with trying to build with Wolfie or Silverheart at one point. Um, obviously, you can't build Silverheart with this because it costs three. But the point is, anytime that you have a card that has powerfully two sides that have low CMC, you're in business. You just are. There's so many things that trigger totally. off of. Like this in a Kiln Fiend deck, for instance. That seems good. Like The, sure. right, I, I, the Kiln Fiend, Young Pyromancer, uh, Claim to Fame deck already, just in my mind, is like brilliant. I'm just like in. I'm so in on that deck. No, a deck with four Young Pyromancer, four Snapcaster Mage, and four of this, like, already, and, and maybe some Jace Friends Prodigies for spiciness. And, like, and Kiln Fiend. 
Sure. <laughs> Kiln Fiending, uh, like, think about this. Yeah, Kiln yeah. Fiend's in your graveyard. You resurrect it for one, and then you cast for two mana the other half of it, and Kiln Fiend gets plus five, plus O, and haste. So for three mana, you're swinging with a six damage Kiln Fiend when probably you've already I, gotten in, like, I'm not, nine I, or ten sure. with it early in the game. I mean, people already have tried that in, like, the no, early... No, Kiln Fiend decks were a thing. And, and before Gitaxian Probe went away. Maybe this is what replaces Gitaxian Probe. This card's deck. pretty perfect in the Kiln Fiend. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now, all those sad Gitaxian Probe players... Yeah, I mean, in reality, what you're talking about makes more sense. It's, it's going to be played in actual decks, not something, just, like, weird brews, but... So, something I also always wanted to kind of mess with is Jund, or uh, Jund specifically, uh, Infect. Mm. And this is really good in Infect... Because you get your threat back and you give it pump, so you get like a plague stinger back. Give it a haste, so you like from the graveyard can swing for three out of infect. Um, this just reminded me because of the Gitaxian probe ban. So you lose the blue cards, which is definitely a huge loss. But you keep all the really good green, and, and maybe you just do four color, or we do what we said before, where you you kind of play the splash right on the side. Um, but yeah, I think this deck is real spicy. I think this card's great. I'm super excited to cast it. A real, lot. real good. All right, so do we have anything else on the spoiler? Oh my god, I want to play like I want to. This is what I want to play. I want to play Kiln Fiend, Young Pyromancer, <laughs> Mardu, and I want to yeah. play this card and Rally the Peasants and one other like one uh, maybe just like Wingering Souls. Except Souls is a little slow on curve, but it's still really good. Mm-hmm. Like that deck to me sounds like so much fun. I want to play four Collective Brutality, four Lingering Souls, four of this card, and a bunch of two mana creatures. <laughs> Wait, this card. This card goes perfectly. Perfectly into my ridiculous five-color zoo electromancer Baral deck. Perfectly. Yeah. This card is made for that deck. Yep, it's really sweet. Where you want to trigger two things to get. Oh my god, that's yep. the rally deck. That's here's here's the point. I've been looking for another great flashback spell to hang out with Lingering Souls for a long time because there's a lot of strategies that I mess with regularly that yeah. are about somehow gaining value off of Grim Flare triggers like this is so good with Grim Flare because like hitting someone with Grim Flare and then being like oh I mill it and give have this now available to me yeah. like especially in Junk because Grim Flare is better than Junk than Junk like Junk is he's good in but the Grim, like there's so many different cool stuff with this yeah and the fact that now we have Lingering Souls and this is two powerful cards that like will just gain value with Collective Brutality into your graveyard is like I'm just like so pumped and excited. Well, like so the premise- it definitely f- fits you into specific color combinations, which is my the problem with gold cards. But that's the reason it's so powerful. The premise behind the whole I was just I just talked about it very loosely, and I'll keep this brief because we should get into the rest of the episode. But the premise behind well, this playing is the most important part, so we yeah, can talk about this is Goblin Electromancer and Baral with Lingering Souls was that you're playing some zoo deck where on turn two you resolve an Electromancer and then turn three you Souls Flashback Souls, which just to me sounds awesome. It sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds a like good value. It's not crazy powerful, right? But it's good. And because Rally the Peasants has these two, you can do the same thing with it. Getting to the next turn, play Rally, flashback Rally, seems very good. That just wins the game. Sure. So the fact that this card means... So for people that don't know, Rally is uh, the red-white flashback card that pumps everything plus two plus zero. Yeah, and you can, with a, with a because you reduced the front half and the flashback half. Uh, so yeah, yeah. what I was thinking was, if you played this strategy and you add this card to it, it means that for one mana, you resurrect an Electromancer or something like that. And then now the other now for one mana you've turboed into both halves of a flashback spell. So it's like even even late game, it ends up being like soft acceleration. Um uh, just because it only costs one to get back a two mana thing that then can reduce two halves of a flashback spell. Um I'm a, I'm in. I'm gonna I have that deck like 
Anyway, I was ranting, uh, and the phone rang, so we paused. But the point is, it, that sounds sweet. This card's super sweet, and there's a lot of like fun, silly, powerful, and just like wonky things that can be done with it. I I, I haven't been more motivated to play five color Jund <laughs> in a long time. Like, yeah. I don't want Death Rich on back in the format, but I really would like to be able to play Snapcaster Mage, Thought Scour, this Lingering Souls, Grimflare, Tarmogoyf. All, all in the same deck. <laughs> yeah, this makes me want to build a deck in modern now with Sig River Cutthroat too, because the plus two plus zero just means like it's gonna just add draw a card to the spell. You're like really high on Sig. Well, I've River always Cutthroat. I've always loved that card, okay. and I'm just back on I'm back on building with it again. So I guess that's a good curtail into our next subject matter being commander play. Yeah. Oh, oh the last thing I want to say on this card is I really love the art and the way they did it because like most of the cards of this set uh, are weird because they're. It's like sideways on one card and the other one, but both cards actually are have the guy standing up if you look at it sideways. So like, because claim is him laying down. And can you tell me why it's called fame? Oh, so the point of this set is that they're making zombies into these like super warriors for Nicol Bolas. So like his grand plan on Amaket is to create an entire plane that's designated to creating an indestructible super army for him. Got it. And so the claim guy is a guy who is dead and has been going through the burial process. And then the fame side is him now being resurrected and being super powerful, strong, and, and, and just kind of the, the big, exactly what he kind of wanted to be. Yeah. Um, he's, he's eternally a warrior of renowned prowess. Sweet. It's like the whole uh, Valhalla, coins on the eyes, Vikings. I'm watching Vikings, by the way. I'm on, like, episode really? four. It's kind of sick. Huh. They, like, they, like brutally... Yeah, they're like messing up England right now. It's like it's 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 good. Sick. It's, it's not Game of Thrones. Like when it came out, you're like, oh, it's just a Game of Thrones knockoff. But it's n there's none of the political intrigue really. There's like a little bit, but it's kind of BS. It, it's more just like, oh, this guy just like I want to adventure and I'm a badass and I'm gonna go do adventuring. There's a there's don't a don't get in my adventuring way. There's an actor named um, Ben. I think it's the Robson okay. Ben Robson, who's in Animal Kingdom, who's great in Animal Kingdom, and he, I know he's from Vikings, and I love him. Cool. All right, uh, enough yeah. talk. All right, <laughs> so, Commander Riggs. So, so the first thing I'm going to say on the blue-black, so you don't get frustrated ahead of time, is blue-black is very hard at dealing with anything. Yeah, I mean, look, I've been trying to build... I've, I have I have three or four Commanders that I've looked at that I'm interested in. Okay, um, okay. Like, well, probably more than that. I've considered, like, a lot of different things. So, for those of you wondering, just in case you haven't been following on Twitter or Anchor or something, I went to Vegas... I took a Highlander Roulette deck that I had that was well, this... First, Ben classically and has not played a game of Commander in 10 years and classically derides it and has been unhappy that it exists as a format. No, that is, that's <laughs> going a little far. That's going a little far. No, uh, he, he, he just doesn't... We had at least three different discussions, and I use that term in the nicest way possible, yeah. uh, at Vegas beforehand about how multi magic isn't made for multiplayer. <laughs> That's like telling somebody. That's like that's like calling somebody who works at like Wiener Schnitzel a Nazi or something. Like, <laughs> like uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Goodwin's law does not yeah. need to happen here. All right, uh, sorry. Continue. I played Commander a long time ago. A long. I'm talking. I'm 29. I think I played yeah, a bunch Colt's of now. Commander between like the ages of 17 and 19. I had like four or five decks, and this is back like during Shadowmore. So it was fun. It was a newer thing. It was in the last few years that it had really popped up. Wizards had not yet acknowledged that as a format they were printing product for. So it was it was new, and I enjoyed it, and I had fun, and it was casual. I got older, and I got more into competitive magic, and it just seemed a little bit less fun. And we started playing Highlander Roulette so much 
that one-on-one -on -one magic felt way more like what I was into, and building a 100-card deck that I could build with unfair cards that was one-on-one -on -one just was much more my style. I'd like to point out that Ben's problem with Commander is his literal opposite issue with modern <laughs> well here's the thing here's the thing i mean quite simply and i talked to a lot of players in vegas about this because alex and i got into like a like borderline actual fight about this <laughs> like arguing that it was a like border on fighting <laughs> we're not allowed to talk about what happens in vegas except when we talk thoroughly about it in the next section um and uh and what i said to him is like look if you're playing a game with four people you cannot come out with just really powerful cards and just just try to aggressively beat three players at once because if you do they will all team up on you, and you will lose because they have three hands and three board presences and three decks and access to three turns to every one of your turns, which Magic, no matter how powerful of a deck strategy you have, is not constructed to beat that. And everybody I talked to agreed with me on this. So the point is, to win Commander, you strategically have to play within the confines of politicking and multiplayer play, which classically to me is not appealing because I don't like not being in control of my own destiny. But I don't. you like multiple other games that aren't magic that are multiplayer and have political it, factions too. And it. the argument what if you can tell guys we didn't actually resolve the point, <laughs> uh, the point is But uh, I win because Ben's now making commander decks. Yeah. <laughs> but those other games you're talking about are designed originally out of the box to only have multiplayer as the way you play them. They're primarily designed that way. Magic or, is designed in many the, the function yeah. in many different categories. But it's most magic is technically designed more than anything for limited and the fact that we get constructed out of it is a gift. But Magic's highest level of play that is promoted by the company that we cover on a podcast every single week is not multiplayer, which it, means it's, it's prominent. Limited. Either one. They're both still one-on-one -on -one play. Every single Pro Tour is, has limited. Now everyone has standard. Does so I will give you that. Do any Pro Tours have multiplayer play? They don't have modern either. <laughs> they used to. They did for a long time. Anyway, long story short, guys. That was my problem with it before. However, I took a deck that I had, that I had for Highlander Roulette, a Jeskai Metalcraft deck. I added 12 Black Sources... Brea and like nine other cards, like just really powerful cards. And I brought it and I played the first game and it was fun and it was a little wonky. And then I played a second game with uh, Jimmy uh, and Josh from Command Zone, a couple other folks. Um, and it was the most epic thing. It was like two and a half hours long and it was like the things that were sweet in my deck that like are only in my deck because it came from a one on one format ended up winning me the game. Oh, that's why people like Commander. They like the, we just are sitting down with friends playing two hours of Magic and doing crazy, ridiculous things, and like the board gets reset five times, yeah, there was and I like, I'm going to play this Hellmaker, and then you're going to like stop it in the last moment, and we're going to try and all kill this one guy, but he's going to like play a ghost, uh, ghostly prison last minute, so then we're like, oh, like, well, I can't attack you, like it's all about, it's a Hellmaker format. Haymaker, you mean? Haymaker. I don't play sports. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was epic. It was really really wild. It was like it got down to it, and like Teferi's puzzle box was resetting my hand every turn, and I ended up casting Brea for like the seventh time, and then during combat, I went in with like an a, like a Blink Moth Nexus, which was one of my remaining artifacts. It was like literally my third artifact. It got Maze of Ith during combat, but I had Galvanic Blast in hand, which I played because I now had Metalcraft. And uh, Josh countered it, and I had a shrapnel blast in hand, and I sacrificed my Blink Moth Nexus uh, to kill Josh. And the double burn spell mid-combat in one of Well, at this point, the game had also gone to the point that Josh... Because Josh was playing his uh, Nekusar deck, but yeah. it's it's not... It's it's the it's Chromat is the right. actual commander, but Nekusar is the theme of the deck. Got it. Because uh, he wants all five colors, because there's cards and other colors he wanted access to. Uh, and he likes doing that. He likes playing the commander inside the 
99. So the thing she has like a Gitrog five color deck that Gitrog is the commander, but it's inside the deck. Uh, at this point in the game, every single way that Josh has to kill a player in his deck is no is is exiled or in his graveyard. So he's just trying to kill me, attacking me with Chromat. Yeah, Chromat is the only thing in his deck available to kill you. <laughs> it was pretty epic. So anyway, without uh, just staying on Commander for too long, the point was I had a lot of fun. I admitted, I will admit, it's a lot of fun. I and I think what was fun about it for me was that the deck I was that I had played with was a deck built for a different style of play. So it was surprising to people to see a lot of the cards I had in the deck. And and I've worked on that deck a lot, so it has a lot of really cool interactions. And, and I, I also want to give a, a big shout-out to... Um, at Mr. Dr. Magnet, um, who was actually part of your first Commander game. Oh, yeah. I don't know who the other guy is, because he didn't know... He was really nice as well, uh, right. and, and he had a really cool... Um, he was the one that won. He sat down with Brea, but then he 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 you had Brea, so he switched into a green black and uh, um, the the two partner, the green black one with counters and the the blue right. white one with counters uh, deck. And but uh, at Mister Doctor Madden, it was a listener. He was the one that kind of convinced us to sit down and commander that game and got to play with your first commander game. And he had a really sweet mist form elemental. Uh, from Ultimus, I believe. Yeah, sorry. Uh, a tribal deck that like played a rogue spell that let him like do crazy things it was his deck was really sweet too so big shout out to him thanks for listening thanks yeah. for playing with ben for his first time playing commander um epic he got salty even though like ben got really weirdly salty at the, end of the game because he lost in second place even though i was the one that was picked on the entire game and well, was killed first what happened was alex like <laughs> politic me out of the game but we'll we'll get off that so as um, i was murdered as yeah sure <laughs> Alex was the salty I didn't even, one. He's I not, tried politicking you out of the game, and then it backfired on me, and he was like, well, since you're politicking, I'm just going to kill you now. You deserved it. Um, I'm trying to build with, yeah, I'm trying to build with, like, a bunch of different things. Uh, Anax and Siamid is one that seems, like, really weird and interesting to me. It seems probably not powerful enough, but I... So to give you some breakdown, uh, so you have, like, an idea, in order, the most powerful color, the least powerful color, is probably green is most powerful, then blue, then black, then red and white are kind of tied. Red so, is a better main color, but white is a better supplemental color. So what you're telling me is that building Boros is really hard. Uh, yeah. I have a board, I have, I have Avacyn built, and she's fun. Uh, there's like, it's like half board wipes, and the idea is trying to go infinite with Boros Reckoners, and like doing damage to my own creatures and redirecting it and making them indestructible, and Basil's Collar, Stuffy and stuff like that. that stuff. Stuffy Doll, uh, and it does okay. It's definitely like fun because it's wacky and it's different. And I made like a control deck in red white that wasn't really possible. But red white is probably the best one. Is Strongarm? I think he's the best red white commander. He's the the new, or, no, new guy. The two no no not his name is not Strongarm. Brian Star. Brian Star. Yeah. He's one of the best ones. And then the other one is um the original uh, Gisela. Yeah. Uh, which just doubles damage. The problem with her is she has the commander problem of being expensive, but everyone realizes, oh, crap, I have to kill you before right. that gets cast because she's really, really powerful. So people are like, oh, you're dead first, and you're red-white, so you're I, like, uh. I, like, am fascinated by the idea of building some sort of, like, maybe it's Annex and Siamid or somebody else, but, like, some sort of aggro deck that, like, makes my creature into, like, a 22-22 and then, like, somehow doubles its power and then like sacks it to like fling and like forks it to like two shot like <laughs> that's that's a strong not a stronghold deck or a uh, strong arm the guy who throws yeah. people he's the general you probably want that because you can make one of your other guys really big and throw them yeah. like he he is fling on a cart so like that you're wanting to make the fling deck and so he is that yeah for you so he's he's definitely the general i would recommend for that 
Yeah. So anyway, he's really good. Like he's one of the better red white commanders. Commander's fun. Uh, I don't know how much time I'll have for commander as it's just like another thing. Well, the nice but. thing is like there's a bunch of times where people are like, oh, we're hanging out and we're playing commander that now you get to get invited to. Yeah. Where like before it'd be like, well, Ben doesn't hang out because he doesn't play commander. So yeah, now you get to come. Yep. So there you go, guys. Maybe, that maybe is... Jimmy and Josh will jump on. Let you jump on the command zone that and like and sling some spells. Hey, Jimmy and Josh, if you're listening to the show, you claim you still <laughs> listen to our show, but if you do, I want to come they, on They still listen. They, really? I know they listen because they catch our like big mistakes and they yeah. yell at me, <laughs> yeah, <if laughs> which is like, great. I like super appreciate it because if we didn't have their eyes on this, yeah. it wouldn't be as good. They, if, they if, definitely help contribute. If you'll ever have me, Jimmy and Josh, I would love to come and talk about Commander because now I'm thinking... I mean, I mean, what you have to do is now look at all the Commanders they've done and make sure the first Commander you brew is not a deck they had a party. I've texted Alex like seven ideas and decks in the last week now. Like I've just been thinking about it nonstop. It's funny because he bounces between cards that like are unplayable in Commander and like the absolute most broken. Like he's like, I'm going to build Tassiger. I'm like, well, yeah, he's really good. Tassiger's <laughs> really powerful. <laughs> um, all right, so GP Vegas last yeah. last half. All right, so let's break it down. So we get you fly in from maybe the worst travel experience of your entire life. Oh yeah, in a, in which a, by the way I curtailed with my. My worst travel, not my worst, because I've had maybe worse ones, but a a also e- similarly terrible travel experience on the back end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in a word, guys, I flew in on a connecting to Chicago, trying to get to Grand Rapids. My flight was delayed four hours on the tarmac. Then they canceled the flight. There was no way for me to get from Chicago to Grand Rapids, so I had to Uber at one a.m. Deal with the time change. Get to my hotel at five fifty a.m. for a ten. You o'clock Ubered meeting. across time zones, which I think is ridiculous. <laughs> Three hour Uber. The guy was willing to take me, and then I got to my hotel, and they told me that of all of the rooms that had been booked, the only one that had been double booked and was unavailable was mine, and it was <laughs> 5.50 in the morning. They paid for me to go to another hotel. My meeting was, mind you, in four and a half hours. I got to the second hotel, walked to the counter at 6.20, and the woman was like, checking out, sir? And I'm like, no, I'm going to go sleep for two hours and then leave. <laughs> it's paid for by these idiots at this other hotel. And, that, yeah, uh, it was a long, long trip. I, I'm laughing at Ben's pain, partly because this is Ben's first year going through this, like, this travel schedule that I have now done three yeah. years in a row, four years in a row. And this is a story that happens probably to everyone doing that once a year. Um, but, yeah, it's it's rough. Uh, I'll, 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 the sandwich are GP Vegas with two bad experiences. I'll, I'll tell my story. Uh, if there's any confusion, by the way, guys, Alex runs a sweet toy company, and I'm helping him with his toy company, and that's yeah. what's going on. Yeah, we yeah. haven't really talked about it in here, but yeah, that's what's going on. We did a whole episode. No, on. no, I mean me helping you. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, um, By the way, everyone, uh, Super Party Battle, uh, freshman year, comes out this September on thinkgeek.com. Yeah. Uh, you should look out for it. We're going to do a spoiler season in mid-July, mid-August. We're going to pass out cards to people. It's like a, a party game version of Magic multiplayer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll probably do it like a video episode. It'll be sweet. Um, oh, I forgot to point out just by the way in that epic game of Commander. Yeah. Uh, there's a very famous uh, football player named Cassius Marsh, who plays for the Seahawks. Oh yeah. Who is now like in? He was got a feature match at GP Vegas. Who's awesome. He was on game nights with the Command Zone. Yeah, and he loves he loves Magic, and he like is a big fan of Commander, and he like was watching the entire game and he's even like a video of him being like saying something like no i didn't leave man i stuck around for this and like <laughs> that was like bad impression but like he's like well, no, i mean the game where you were playing i played two games with him and trick Jarrett. yeah and uh he was my because we were playing uh star 
Yeah. Where like it's the you and the person next to you next to you are trying to kill the people across from you. Yeah. Um, and that, by the way, format's awesome. I had like only played it once before, and this huh. is the first time I played it where people that knew what they were doing. And like when you kill a player, when one player dies, the dynamic changes in a very interesting way. Interesting. We'll do an episode on that later, uh, or maybe not because it has nothing to do with modern. But <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it was sick. Yeah. Um, so it was cool. It was cool to get to hang out with somebody high profile who plays Magic. Yeah. It was like outside of the Magic world. Anyway, we're in Vegas. We get to Vegas. We both get in Thursday, and uh, you know hilarity ensues yeah so uh we decide so we made a decision ahead of time we like bounce back and forth partly because we both have to leave on sunday but not to play in the modern gp part of the reason was is that we're gonna get to go to more modern gps in general especially because we're traveling so much we now have like all of the miles and um and now that you know my fiance is now moving back to la i'll have more weekends available so so something we're going to try doing moving forward is to go to more modern gps um especially because they're becoming more convention like anyways and so we decided that, you know, there's not going to be a lot of GP Vegas's where we're going to get to go hang out with people and do cool, fun stuff here uh, and interact with it more like a convention. Um, so we ended up doing that uh, instead of playing in the GP, especially because we both had to leave early on Sunday. Yeah, I think also the fact that this this show has done well and is getting bigger and we're expanding it. And now Magic, because of Anchor and the show, is becoming more and more a part of my job, my actual income stream. It's important to go to these things. It's like it not. It's no longer something that we want to do that's like we just do when we can. It's also like it's very important to be around it and aware of it and meeting people and there totally. and getting the reps. And so I think we're going to be trying, I think we're almost definitely going to Hascon. Um, then there's probably any other, yeah. any other doable GPs than modern this year. I think you'll probably see us there. So look out for us. Yeah. At least one of us. That's, I think our, our mission is to try and get one of us to every North America modern GP. Modern GP. Yeah. Um, so, we both arrived. We're staying at the Luxor, which is, if people don't know, the very farthest possible hotel to <laughs> the convention center. Yeah, it was um, But very nice. We, we got tacos first thing in the morning. We go to the GP Hall. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, actually, no. We get up the airplane, and we both show up at the Command Zone event. So the Command Zone had this big convention. It literally was bigger than most... Uh, most non-GP Magic tournaments I've ever been to. Like, like uh, I think SEG events are similar in size to how big this Command Zone event was. There were free... You know, there were a bunch of conspiracy drafts going on, a bunch of Commander stuff. There was 500 people. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. They gave away cases and cases When we started playing Magic GPs, Commander. a GP that got bigger than 500 people was an exciting GP. Yeah, right. Totally. Um, wild. Like, GP uh, San Diego was 700 people. The one we went to a few years ago? Yeah. The first one we both like when we first like traveled to a GP together. Yeah, that was a seven hundred person GP. Crazy when eggs won it. Uh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> so we get to the, we get to the thing. You play your first commander game. Uh, we say a bunch. You know, everyone's there. Um, that was that was the one really cool thing. And like the one thing I I, I I was really excited to meet everyone we did, and I got to hang out with a bunch of people I wanted to hang out with. But there was so much to do here that like I didn't even get to maybe seventy percent of the people I wanted to see. And I keep fan getting games tweets and texts from people telling me like, "Sorry, I missed you at GP Vegas," and I'm like, and I I signed a handful of play mats, took some pictures, met a bunch of people, but like the number of people now that have that have sent me that and said I was there, I'm sorry I missed you. I'm just like, how we were there in the convention hall for two days, like. It was such a big event. It was event. huge. It was massive. There's so much to do. You think it was 10,000 so do. 10, people? Uh, I don't know. I think they don't know yet either. I think yeah. they have a final, final count. That's what I've been saying because um, yeah. that's what GP Vegas 1 was. Yeah. This one's harder because there were three different events. Definitely. Um, so it's And then the events aren't weren't the main focus. Like There were a ton of people like us that were there just to hang out. There were a bunch of really cool. They did a bunch of panels. Um, there was the really sweet. The Did you check out the Magic Art Show? Yeah, I did. Uh, was that was really cool. They awesome. did a really great job. Um 
Yeah, I you know I think my my big takeaway from GP Vegas this year was that you and I both went into it knowing I I had to recap the finale of American Gods for AfterBuzz TV on Sunday night, so I had to get back for that. So if I had made day two of the Modern event, I wouldn't have been able to play in it. And my big takeaway from this event was that I am going to play in the Modern event at the next one. Um, sure, because you make- regret- you definitely had a lot more FOMO. Um, well, I just felt like meeting people was fun, but usually it was it was for a minute or two at a time, or it was at night, or and like I would have been happier knowing that I had like gotten the reps and like been a part of the modern part of that event because sure. it's so much of what we focus on. I did play. I played in a in a four round side event, and I got some. I jammed some games. I played in a single limb thing, and I, yeah. I bought all almost all of the cards for Superior Burn and Coco, other than like the Confidants and the Goifs and a couple of the lands. Um, but that deck is Which now. I have. Yeah, which I borrowed from which you. It's going to make me sad, though, because I can never play John in a GP we both go to ever again. But well, that's okay. Eventually, I'll probably just buy all the cards I need. Yeah. Um, You're going to buy four Tomagors? Yeah, eventually. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're not that expensive anymore. That's true. They keep going One down. more reprint, you'll be able to get them pretty easily. They keep going down. And if I looked on eBay at this point... I would I would put money that the next master, uh, Modern Master set doesn't have Tomagors in it. Because they don't want to tank it too hard? Uh, it's getting it's getting a little old hat. It's getting a little tired. I don't. It, it also depends, like... Like I think it'll have Lily. I think it'll for sure have Snapcaster Mage again. I think it that I think that. But like Snapcaster Mage and Goyf are kind of like comparable best cards in modern. Yeah. And which one goes in which set is going to be really interesting. I mean the next the next two sets that are added to it are Theros and um, what follows Cons. Theros. Cons follow Theros. Theros and Cons, yeah. Is that really true? So uh, there's a lot of good Cons cards that can be in there. Um, God, Theros and Cons are, are, but I guess we it's two years from now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. so we have two years, yeah. so two more sets. It'll yeah. feel like that makes sense when we get there. Right. Um, Theros just feels like such a recent crappy set. I like, don't like that book. <laughs> no, yeah. I My problem with it is what Journey in the Knicks was, was what yeah. it should have been. And Theros is like monsters and heroic. Monsters are, is fine. It's a cool mechanic. It's a totally fine mechanic. Oh, monster fight, but you mean? Monster. Monstrous. Monsterfy. Monstrous. Oh, it's monstrous. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> wow, so much victory there. Uh, ben was wrong about how to say a word. Uh, <laughs> and I was right. Oh, man. Uh, but uh, Heroic is just the... Me- like, that's the problem with that set. Is like It was supposed to be our first enchantment theme set, and it being ended up being more of an aura theme set for most of it, and that's like the yeah. worst part of enchantments. Um, but we digress. Back yeah. to modern... So I also want to discuss a little bit of like how much of a fail it was. It was like, and, and as a whole, it was really fine, and we had a really good time. But like, there was just a continuous run of weird little misfires on yeah. Saturday. Because so, like, we wake up. So we. So first off, after Friday. So Saturday, we Thursday we fly and go to the command zone thing. Friday we have a great day. We play in the modern event. Uh, we both go think three one. You play superior burning cocoa. Yeah. I play my really sweet. I called it uh, all the spice esper or esper spice. It's a sweet deck because there's literally like a bunch of like I have two of uh, uh, sensors. I have like a bunch of different ways the mill lingering souls in the deck. It's a sweet deck. We'll post the list. We'll do a deck tech on our like modern GPs probably soon. Yeah. Um, and then so that deck goes well. And then we go play craps. And Ben's this is Ben's first time. I teach Ben how to play craps. And we have and and it's everyone's there. It's really fun. Jimmy and Josh, Melissa Del Toro. Um, yeah, Corbin Hauser, uh, it's uh, Melissa Detora, and Corbin so, Hostler. Sure, <laughs> they're people. We know them. Okay, Say now their name. you're just bringing it up and rubbing it in. Uh, <laughs> you're just sad because I won earlier on Monstrous. <laughs> um, on Mount, and, on Monstrous. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, and we're and then like these two guys, they're like they're like one's wearing a golf hat. They're like 
they're like the epitome of a 50 year old guy in the middle of the country yeah, <laughs> right and they roll crazy hot they're like we all do really well and like it's kind of this weird middle ground because we want them to leave because we want because we have we have people in our group that are like waiting to join the table but we are, they're also like making all of us a bunch of money so they eventually they lose out and we do really well and then Melissa does a really good job and, and, and she she wins us a bunch of money and then like and so at this point I'm up like $300 and it's a run of like Jimmy, Josh, me and Ben who's never rolled before and I go deep on all of us and we lose all of our money. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty sweet. I mean, I, we were doing a lot of we were having a lot of fun, but you know, Vegas did what Vegas does, which is the house always wins yep. and they give you alcohol to keep you <laughs> drinking and which don't uh, do. Yeah. Which is a prime example of why not to. Uh, there was like moments in the last our, our our last twenty minutes was not our finest hour. It was like ah, we're down. Just put all the was, money down. We'll, yeah. we'll catch back up. And then it was like put a hundred dollars down on roulette. It was like oh god, that was a bad decision. That was a good yeah. It was really fun. We had a great time. But then the next day we kind of wake up late because of all of these reasons and. Uh, we missed like we wanted to do the flashback um, time spiral block draft or no it was one oh it was the uh, yeah, it was time spiral no no it was back. stronghold not stronghold for uh, me it was time spiral well that, that was day one though Thursday the the other one we missed on on Friday or Saturday this is the Saturday of misses so we start off already kind of not feeling the best we miss out on uh, not stronghold block but on Odyssey block Odyssey block because I wanted to play some old school gravity shenanigans uh, graveyard shenanigans then uh, Ben's like all right I'm gonna play I'm getting my deck back together. I'm going to play in the modern side event. And we, like, get the deck ready. He goes, buys a bunch of cards. He gets a new sideboard sweet tech, which is the foil three-white. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would, like, I tried to update it. I went and found a foil devout lightcaster for, yep. for Death Shadow because it seemed like a sick card. I bought, like, a couple lingering souls because I didn't have them with me. I bought, like, a couple uh, mirroring crusaders because I didn't have them with me. I, like, sleeve it all up, get there to sign up, and they're like, oh, we cut off 10 minutes before the event, and this is, like, two minutes before it starts. And I was like, are you kidding me? Come on, I just bought all the cards. I'm here. Just let me <laughs> sign up. They're like, sorry, pairings are already going up. I was like, the last one I was signed up for, and it started 20 minutes late. What are you talking about? Just let me come on. And he's like, just can't do it, man. I'm sorry. I was so upset. Yep. It, was, it was like, yeah, it was, you, you know, you plan your day that way. And I hadn't played in the main event, so I, like, really wanted to get in some modern that day. Sucked. So so that happens. Then then we go play commander, and Ben has his great commander game where he wins with Bray, and everything's great. And 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 we check out the art show, and the art show was really amazing, and they yep. did a really good job. And and really, you know, the main conversation of the whole GP at this point was, this is what modern, this is what GP should be. Definitely. GP should be Magic conventions. The G, the the actual Grand Prix piece of this of a big Magic tournament should be the almost the secondary focus from Wizards' perspective. And, and I've been bringing up this a while since GP Detroit, uh, which was like. The event was theoretically bad in the sense that it was the main Eldrazi Winter tournament, but because they had all these escape rooms going on, right. like I was able to get multiple friends to that one in Detroit that I was hanging out with that don't play Magic to go to a Magic GP and check it out and see what it's like because they had cool stuff like the escape room. That's the kind of stuff that's going to get new players to play um, more than anything, and they did a lot of that. They had a bunch of panels, like that's what they've been doing for a while. That needed they need magic panels. They had a bunch of spoiler content going on. They had a huge artist section. They had the art show, which was really amazing. Um, a blood drive was going on while it was there. You know, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on, and I think that's what these GPs need to be more. And I think that's why they gave it all to Channel Fireball. I think the point of them is consolidating it now allows them to push one company to be consistent at doing a lot of cool stuff. Well, we went to the G the VIP party that first night, yep. and like it was the channel party, and it was a great party. They did a great job. Like it's they definitely know what they're doing. They're handling their business really well, and it felt like a really felt like a cool industry party. Like it totally. Uh, 
it's fun. I, I like these events, and that's it's one of the big reasons I'm so excited to go to more of them. Um, and then then we then 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 we then we're like, okay, so we can either go to dinner or we can. Uh, you can try playing in the the seven o'clock four quad. It was a hundred bucks entry modern yeah. event. By the way, we keep throwing around the term a hundred dollars like we have money. We don't. Just, <laughs> just to make it very clear to you guys, losing a hundred dollars at craps was devastating. devastating. <laughs> Alex was like talking about it for like the next like three days. I basically didn't play in another modern. <laughs> I didn't play in another event because I was like, well, that was the money I had to spend <laughs> playing. It's events. called it's called being drunk in Vegas. Just heads up. Only drink don't responsibly do it. if you're twenty one or older. Yep. Uh, and or don't even do that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink. Um, so Mormons have it right. <laughs> so then we're like, all right. And then Ben's like, you know what? I'm going to play in this event. This is what I want to do. And we miss it by four minutes. <laughs> uh, we got like sidetracked in a conversation with like, I feel like we got sidetracked in a conversation with Gavin Verhey. And he was like, and he was like, tell me about the deck you're playing. And I was like, well, I have to sign. Okay, here's the deck. And I was like, it's sweet. Mirror Superior. And he was like, this is a sweet deck. And it took five minutes. And that was the five minutes that I lost that I was late. <laughs> My pride got me. Yeah. And so... So we missed that, and then we, we, you know, then all a bunch of people we knew were going to this dinner, and it was like 20 minutes off the strip, which is not something we realized. So we get in a cab to go there, but it ends up that the restaurant just didn't have space for us. Yeah, we like, we like didn't think it out all that well, and we like got there, and they were like, it's a 40 minute wait, and the whole thing was just like, ah, man, like we didn't really yeah, think it was about. like another like addition to like, oh, another thing we just missed off by like 10 minutes. <laughs> and just like, yeah, it was just one of those things where it was like, had the whole day not gone the way that it had gone at that point, it wouldn't have been as much of a fail. But it was just <laughs> such a fail. It was of, just, like the like fifth thing. And it's not even the last thing because then <laughs> they're like, all right, let's go get dinner. You know, like we're having a bad day. You know, Spago, who has this one food that like, so the restaurant Spago by Wolfgang Puck has this, this sushi cone thing that it's a sesame cone covered in honey glaze that's filled with spicy tuna and roe and ginger and all this other amazing things that is literally my favorite food on the planet when i we booked my wedding venue for my wedding my first question to the caterer was can you make this cone here is a picture of it and they said yes and then we booked them <laughs> like so we get to the we get to the restaurant it's called spago it's at, at caesar's palace and I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to drown all of my missed opportunity sorrows in these cones. And because it's the Spago menu changes daily, so it's not always the same. But I asked, do you have the cones? And they're like, you know what? I think we can pull this off for you. I was like, great. Can we have five orders of it? <laughs> so we like two for the table and the one for my personal dinner. And then he comes back like 10 minutes later. He's like, you know what? We're sorry. We don't have any of the cones. <laughs> we no. only have the material. So the so. Additional failure. <laughs> and then, so we eat great dinner. I mean, everything else in the meal was wonderful. Spago is a really good restaurant. It's very expensive, but like had a great, you know, steak was amazing. Everything was good. Um, other than the fact that they didn't have these cones. And then we go to Ruben Bressler's house. So you, you're just, you're just done. You're like, my life is brutalized. I'm going to go to bed. Um, I like had at that point, the whole weekend had been such like a, just like a, a mass amount of like eating heavy foods and drinking and i think i slowly i like slightly overate at dinner yep and it was 109 degrees in vegas yep. uh and i was like we're down here at caesar's it's less than a mile to luxor i have my bag i'm in a suit i'll just walk like it'll i'll walk off some of this food it'll be great i like start walking down the strip and i'm like i'm gonna this is fine i can do this I was drenched by the time I got back to Luxor. Literally, like you decided to walk from the Luxor, <laughs> or, yeah, from from Caesar's Palace to the Luxor, which has the Aria in the way, uh, Excalibur in the way. Yeah, you have to go. New York, New York is on the way. The Bellagio is on the way. There's like six 
And like four of those hotels at the time that they were built were the biggest possible casino in Vegas at one yeah. point. Like I was like drenched and I was so drenched, in fact, and so like overeaten that I like I was physically ill. I got up to the room and I like laid down and I was like rolling around. I like took some Tums. I was like, please let me go to sleep. This is awful. <laughs> it was really uncomfortable. So while Ben's going through that experience, <laughs> me and Vinny, uh, who uh, is one of the like he's regularly featured on game nights with the command zone. Um Decide like you know what we're gonna go to Ruben Bressler's house. They're playing. They're playing werewolf. We're gonna meet up with Jimmy and G- Jimmy and Gavin, and it's gonna be great. So we we like Vegas for some reason has established that all Uber and Lyft have to go through their rideshare oh. meetup points that are like in the worst. It was basically the taxi lobby has made it really really painful to take an Uber anywhere. Uh, so they're in the worst possible situation. So we like cross two hotels to get there. So we're like now thirty minutes late getting to Ruben's place. Um, who's at Mox Ruby on, on Twitter, and he's been on the cast a couple times. Yep. Um, and we get there, and we're, we miss the beginning of it by 10 minutes. And so th- for those who don't know how Werewolf works, it's like, and, he, and, and Ruben specifically gets like 30 to 40 people games of Werewolf going on. And so you have an entire group of people, and every round someone dies, and there's a nighttime and a daytime, and it goes on. Uh, it's a game I play a lot, but it's like a, the more people you have, the longer the game lasts. And so like this game was probably a two to three hour long game. And we get there 10 minutes after it started and couldn't join. So we start watching. It's it's hilarious. I mean, like, and, and they're really cutthroat because it's a bunch of magic players versus poker players. And they're all, like, trying to vie to see who has the right read. And one guy goes in this long rant of how we have to kill all the new people because they all don't know what they're doing. And a weak villager is a dead villager. But then one other guy's like, guys, guys, this isn't the, the World Series of of werewolf we don't you know we're here to have a good time let's not start hunting people down literally ben stark gets murdered within three minutes of me being there (laughs) (laughs) um and so we're sitting there and then and then jimmy and josh show up or not jimmy and josh jimmy and uh, gavin show up about 20 minutes later and the the commander's brew guys are there as well and all of us aren't playing we're just laughing at what's going on because it's the most cutthroat thing i've ever seen and uh then they're like, all right, we're going to consolidate and put everyone together. And then I, like, pick a chair up, and I, like, walk across the room without thinking about it, and I completely, like, slam the chair into a spinning ceiling fan. <laughs> and everyone, like, freaks out because they think I break a light. I didn't. It's fine. But uh, oh, I began the center of attention for a second. We go sit, and we're like, oh, we have, like, two more hours until this. And so, once again, missing out by ten minutes on another oh. thing. <laughs> so we're like, let's just go. And we ghost out. By the way, Ruben has the coolest bathroom on the planet. It is 100% Star Wars merchandise. And really? It's fantastic. There's a picture on my Instagram. You should all check it out. Um, but long story short, we go we go play Commander, uh, where like the chess tournament that was happening all weekend in the hotel next to the convention center was. It's sweet. I give Jimmy Geist. He like rocks with it. And uh, yeah, that was the that's the uh, that's GP Vegas. And the next day, I like have to leave. Yeah. It was it was it was like a, the tournament was awesome. They did a great job. Yeah. The convention was awesome. The good parts were super great. Um, the I mentioned earlier this uh, taking a couple pictures and signing a couple play mats. I signed a spell skite. You signed a spell skite. Yeah, that was sweet. Um, I should just reiterate quickly once again, like the comment. That is not something that is like common or taken for granted. It is literally probably one of the most flattering things that's ever happened in my oh, it's entire crazy. adult I life. I still don't know how to react to it because I don't know like yeah. and and the one thing that's really interesting and like I got a little bit of it at this event uh is and this is the thing that's most often said to us and we appreciate this a great deal is uh, you know a lot of you guys feel like you're you know one more you're listening to the podcast and that's what podcasting is is hanging out with the people playing. So there's a lot of like weird like oh we're you're hanging out with us and we don't 
you know, we're, we're, it's like, oh, I'm like hanging out with the friends that I hang out with all the time, but we don't know where to start the conversation. And that's because we're awkward. Like you, we appreciate so much anytime someone comes up to us to say hi. Yeah. Uh, and we love to have conversations. We love the jam game. So anytime you see us, the other thing we realized at this event was we need to do more video content. Uh, no one knows what we look like. Yeah. <laughs> You're a little better off. And like it, just the fact that you have more video content with your face out there than me, like was extremely noticeable because... Just sitting next to you, people like, oh, yeah, hey, Ben, want to sign something? And then I would, like, try and speak a little bit. So people yeah. like, like, oh, it's Alex, too. Because <laughs> no one knows what I look like. It's, it was depressing. <laughs> it's it's, it's probably, like, the most exciting thing for us in the world to get. Totally. Like, recognize and approach by anybody, like, especially because it's for magic. That's, like, it's just so exciting. Uh, I love it. And it's a lot of fun. And, yeah, if you ever see this in an event, I please encourage you. You don't need to ask me to sign something to say hello. That's like the rare occurrence. If somebody actually wants that. Yeah, please. Yeah, please. Just I'd rather it. you come up to me and challenge me to modern. I'll yeah. sign things. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to do it. But yeah. I like. I want to hang out with people. It's really sweet. Yeah. Um, I signed a hat once. It made me realize I'll never be a professional athlete. <laughs> <laughs> um, but last but not least, uh, or not the, the finish off with, we started with your terrible trip. So then I go from Vegas to L.A., for Father's Day, where I then like relax and like tr- try and like digest all of the happenings of Vegas by laying in a pool, my parents' pool, on a giant rubber ducky for three hours straight. My hands literally, like you know, how your fingers can prune up. Yeah. My my palms pruned up, which was a new experience for me. Sick. Uh, and then next day, I have a flight to New Jersey for a meeting, so I go to Phoenix, and my flight's just canceled. Straight up. Straight up flight's gone so then i go to the lady and she's like well we have a red eye and we have this three o'clock that's completely overbooked but because you have status you would be number one in the standby list uh and i was like okay so and it's like on the other side of the airport and it's like i have 10 minutes to get or like two minutes to get there but fine all right put me on that book my ticket on the the midnight flight and i we have these giant boxes of samples because we make a bunch of toys that we have to send and we have to have them in our meeting so that's checked and so i run to the meeting and but oh but the point is is that my flight was to Newark. I'm now flying to Philly because Newark just shut down. And I knew from staying in New Jersey a bunch that Philly is a drivable distance to Newark because uh, my worst travel experience was a Philly to New- like I had a layaway from Philly to Newark flight and I like realized halfway through I could just drive it. Um, right. But all the rental cars were rented out at that point. But this time it's not. So I get the Philly, which you're flying to. At this point, Ben is actually staying in Philly that night because he has a meeting in Philly. I already have my hotel booked. And my flight, by the way, is, is delayed by three hours. So I get in at like 2.40, 2.30, 2.40 to my hotel room. And I'm like, oh, I'm so excited I can sleep for a few hours because this week has been a disaster because I have a meeting in the morning. And Alex is like, nope, I'm sharing your room. And all the work <laughs> I have to do on the phone loudly, I'm going to do right now. Well, wait, you're, you're spoilers. All right, so <laughs> I, get to the, I get to the airport. Uh, I get to the thing, and I am, I'm the last person on the plane. I get the seat. But my box is checked on the midnight flight. So my plan originally was to land in this drive to Newark, where I had a hotel. But because my box doesn't get in until 6.30 in the morning the next morning, and my meeting is at 10 in the morning, uh, I have to find a place to stay in Philly. Thank God Ben is there, and through the kindness of his heart, allows me to stay there. I stop by a Wawa, get a, uh, a meatball sub and a pepperoni pizza sub. Wait in the lobby for Ben to get there. Ben gets there, and then I have to do like 12 things because I am running this company, and I have to talk to Hong Kong every night. <laughs> also, we yeah, so I go through that process, murdering Ben's sleep, <laughs> and then have to wake up at 5 in the morning to go to the airport, which is 30 minutes away, to then get my bag at 6 in the morning, or my box, my giant box. And then I have this giant box that um, 
and I'd like at one point try Ubering and then I call an Uber and the Uber shows up and the box doesn't fit in the car. And I'm like, Same. you know what? I'm just going to get, get the rental car. So I get to the rental car and I literally like make it to the meeting with two minutes to spare. Yep. Two hours away. So I drive from Philly to Newark. No problem. Make it. Have one of the best meetings of my life, and it's rocking. And that's the end of the trip. And then, and then I from there go to another meeting in Newark, in New Jersey, and then fly to Cleveland, and then fly back here. Or I got back last night at eleven o'clock in the morning, and then we recorded our spoiler episode on Anchor, released it, and then we did this this morning. That's that's the last week of my life. My uh, just quick add-on: we are going to talk about the modern decks. We're going to review them in just a moment, but. Uh... My my last thing I'm going to do is that uh, I had to cover the mummy uh, yesterday on the show on Action Movie Anatomy, the Tom Cruise mummy. Um, you which... know what my recommendation for everyone wanting to see that movie is? See 1999's Brendan Fraser's The Mummy instead. <laughs> so it was an interesting episode. We love Cruise, and it was definitely interesting to have to like say negative things because it is the it is the not just necessarily the worst Tom Cruise movie. It's the worst Tom Cruise movie in the modern era since since. Uh, Top Gun since 86, like since those really early ones. Definitely it's the worst. It's but the worst it's, one he's done as a superstar. Yes, but more than that, it's the worst Tom Cruise role in a movie combined with a bad movie. It's like an irrelevant character that should not have been played by Tom Cruise, and it's like very hard to even understand why it happened. But the point is, to watch this movie, the, dollar, only, time, dollar bills. the only time I was going <laughs> to have to watch this movie was in Philly after my meeting before flying back to L.A. So I had to go find a matinee that was available. And I guess it's summer vacation and I'm old because the theater was filled with children and I, children like in their teens, like high, high school, school kids, yeah. high sc- middle school to high school, who apparently the thing to do is buy a ticket to a movie, get up and walk in and out of the theater four times during the movie. One kid behind me had the thing where he had headphones around his neck and the music blaring as loud as he could so he could like hear it without having it on his ears during the movie. I'm talking oh, like that sounds awful. a full on like high school gym is what it sounded like every time it was i was terrorized (laughs) philly a bunch of savages (laughs) i felt i felt so old i mean you don't remember doing that in like like because this is this week was their first week off i remember seeing movies but i didn't go with a group i saw i saw the day after tomorrow four times because it was the only movie that came out that week the week after we got off and was like all right last day of school let's go to the thing and we're like all right let's see day after tomorrow and then i also saw like the midnight showing because that's what i did in high school and so i saw the movie four times because all you did when you're like 15 to 17 is just see movies and ruin my experience and watching ruin, them well that's that's <laughs> i mean that was more uh, i am a clapper i like i will cheer for hey you cheer all you want this yeah. movie wasn't worth cheering for True. well kids. that's that's the other <laughs> problem is you were like seeing it awful i guess this is like i saw dumb and dumber oh, in yeah. theaters yeah. right in that same period and it was bad and i did not care yeah anyway it was a terrible experience but uh that was that so i got don't see the mummy yeah but go just it, just it, go see uh Wonder Woman again. Keep yeah. giving money to that movie. <laughs> Baby Driver. There's lots of good movies coming out. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's recap quickly the GP who won the, who won the uh, the event and the decks. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> we didn't even go over that. Um, so the deck that won is um, Affinity, uh, which makes it the deck other than Birthing Pod, who was who was banned. It is the deck that has won the most GPS of all time. Now, part of that is the other decks that have one or multiple wins in the threes have cards banned. It's the only deck that has more than three or more wins that doesn't have a card banned out of it. Jund is one of them. Banned card. Um, Birthing Pod, Affinity, 
Like, in, in fact, th these are decks that have won multiple GPs, Jund, but they've had cards banned, and since those cards have been banned, they haven't won one. So Affinity is this one weird outlier, and part of the reason is it's really easy to hate out. Affinity isn't hurting the format in any way, uh, so it, it kind of has survived. And part of it is also just time. It is always a tier 1.5 deck. Right. Even when hate is in the field, it's a tier 1.5 deck. And so... If no cards are banned from it, it's just going to keep winning a GP once or every year or and a half. So, it it'll always just probably it'll probably end up being the, the deck that has the most GPs ever because it's not a, not going to get Mox Opal banned. Like Mox Opal is the card to ban, and and it's more likely that gets banned because of decks like uh, Lantern, Control. Lantern Control or the Crack I uh, Crack Iron Clark Clan Ironworks. Yeah, thank you. The I'm never going to say that card. Mana deck. Yeah, that deck. Like, there's other decks that are going to take advantage of Mox Opal that are going to break it because uh, that card is on a list of cards that probably isn't necessary. And but Affinity itself isn't going to be the reason that that happens. And like you can see here, three of the decks that were in the top eight were Affinity. Am I right there? Yeah, yeah three of the decks. Three of the top four decks, I believe. I believe. Yeah, three Affinity, of the top four. If I, unless I'm mistaken, Affinity beat Mono White Hate Bears in the finals, yep. and the third place and the fourth place decks were both Affinity. Yep, which Hate Bears was in the finals of both this and the Legacy GP. Yeah. The one thing I really wanted was one player to top eight both, which I know is like so statistically difficult. I'm glad one archetype got both. My like absolute dream was one player playing the same archetype in both GPs was going oh, to top eight in both. and Modern. Legacy and Modern. There was a limited GP between the two, but like analyzing limited information is not usually as relevant. Totally. Um, it but is if you care. We just don't care. That didn't happen. But we got mo Hate Bears in both, which is cool. Well, kind uh, of. You got, I mean, Death and Taxes is, is effectively a Hate Bears deck. It's just like a little they're bit. They're really comparable. Yeah, it's a, wonk, it's a wonkier strategies. Hate Bears deck. Yeah. Um, but format looked the format looks really healthy. I mean, like, Affinity, this was a, a weekend that Affinity is weak. Next week, everyone's going to be popping, you know, making sure they have Graveyard Hate. And so then Affinity is going to do worse. And probably Dredge is going to do better. Because I think when Dredge does well, Affinity... You, you mean you mean Artifact Hate instead of Graveyard Hate. You said everybody's going to have Graveyard Hate. Yeah, yeah, sorry. They're, gonna ha they're not going to have Graveyard Hate. They're going to have Artifact Hate. And that Graveyard Hate lacking will make it so that Counter, Counter Company and Dredge do better. Like, I think you have a world where... It's a pendulum that swings between the two of them. So it's really about reading, is Dredge or Affinity better this weekend? How well did it do last weekend? And if the other one did well last weekend, then I should play the other one. Um, yeah, it's kind of how it works. I mean, I think Affinity is a tremendously fair deck in Modern, which is one of the reasons I've never advocated it for it to be banned. Affinity is very fast, and you're prone to lose game one if they're on the play and you don't know what you're playing against. On the other hand, it's not very hard to hate out. And there's a lot of very, very good cards that are playable in, in Tier 1 strategies that can answer Affinity decks. So something like this, to me, is just the field was not prepared for Affinity. Good players were playing it, and that's how it broke down. Sure. But this doesn't, to me... I've never felt like Affinity was a deck that needed cards banned. No, I don't, I don't think it does. But it's more the point that it's interesting how well this deck consistently does and doesn't have cards banned compared to every other deck that has done this well. Splinter Twin is another one that like has won three but got cards banned out of it. Affinity is in this weird space. Merfolk is the only one that's also close. Merfolk, I think, has three GP wins, um, or maybe two, uh, and that's another one that probably won't have a card banned because both of them are easily hate-outable. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very... Play Supreme Verdict. <laughs> they're very linear as far as what they're doing. Um, but to, and the last thing before we kind of end the episode is I want to say the top 10 cards in the top 32 because uh, I always think this is really interesting. Number one was Thoughtseize. Yep. Number two was Path to Exile. Number three was Fatal Push, yep. which is becoming one of the best cards in the format. Uh, number four, Snapcaster Mage. 
Number five, Serum Visions. Number six, Collective Brutality, which is why I think Burn is a bad choice in general right now. Collective Brutality is really hard for Burn to beat. And that card's everywhere. Everywhere. It was, it was sold, it's a rare and standard, yep. and it was sold out. It's a $56 out at, foil right now. Yeah, it was sold out at $14 at all the vendors. But you know what's a crazy card that's really expensive? Mm. Uh, a foil Lorowin Thoughtseize is like 600 bucks. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, Collective Brutality 7, Relic of Progenitus, which is kind of my point, is like that's why Dredge did bad and that's why Affinity did well. Yeah. Um, and then 8 was Stubborn Denial, which is a big new, that's a new up and coming card. I think that's a really important card to keep an eye out on. It's just, that card is, is very, 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 very popular yep. in the Grixis Death Shadow decks. Yes, yeah, totally. Um, and then last, Single Pest and Arcbound Ravager, which is really more signifying that Affinity did really well in the top 32 because this is only a top 32 decks. Yeah. But when you look at it, obviously, you know, it looks like black might be becoming the best card and color in modern. So yeah. forever, I would I would argue that green was the best color. I think with Fatal Push, black has become the best color in modern pretty pretty handedly. If you look at the cards here, three of them, Thoughtseize, Fatal Push, and Collective Brutality were black. Yeah. Yeah, Brutality is awesome. I, I was like brewing with a four of Collective Brutality deck after this event. Just being like, well, that's the best thing I can do to kill Grixis Death Shadow. And I uh, it's, it's discarding our spoiler card and lingering <laughs> souls in... Mardu, I guess. Yeah. Same. I'm down to try out Mardu again. The problem with that is you need to play with creatures. Like, my classic Mardu build has a lot of Planeswalkers and a lot of token generation, uh, but I think you could maybe curtail that into a much more creature-heavy deck. Yeah. Um, so let's do that maybe another episode. Uh, and that's it for the episode, guys. We'll, we'll do a little bit more of a thorough breakdown of the GP um, or the GPs uh, in next, next week's episode. Um, we'll also kind of maybe talk about the two decks that we played this last week. Uh, at the GB because I think we both have pretty spicy brews that are really sick. And yeah, you guys will appreciate some, it. In, in Coco, you guys heard me talk about it before, but I added some new cards. And the one thing I will say is that Ronus is a card. That card's good. That card's card really good. Surprised me how good that was. It won me game after game. Yep. I, yeah. Shocked. So yeah, we'll we'll do, we'll do uh, some you know some brews, maybe something else, maybe some t tweaks on established decks. And, and yeah, we thank you guys for listening once again. Thanks for everyone who saw us at the GP. Thanks for everyone hanging out. Big shout out to everybody. Um, Big shout out to Wizards for making that happen. Uh, big shout out to Wizards for giving us our, you know, our our, our fifth, Something sixth, like seventh. Uh, Amazing. Uh, I don't want to count because Path and Inquisition because like make it hard to count right now because we don't have time. But thank you so much. Uh, this card is awesome. I'm really excited to play with uh, this card. Yeah, claim awesome. to fame. It's kind of like it's a claim. I don't know. I get, there's a pun here that I don't want to make. I'm too lazy. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Follow us on Twitter, at the MMCast, at Kess Wiley, at Ben Bateman Media. Check out Collected.Company, our website that we share with the Command Zone. They do awesome Commander content and stuff like Game Nights, uh, which is a YouTube show. Cassius, uh, Cassius is on that. Cassius uh, Clay. I, I was saying that. Yeah, no, it's not that. But <laughs> thanks, guys. We appreciate you. Love you all. Thank See you, guys. you for your attention. See you later, alligator.